Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in-depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith and today we are talking about Baylor University and the community. Baylor's Office of External Affairs leads, engages, supports, and celebrates the collective impact of Waco and Baylor, engaging in initiatives and relationships that benefit our community. Our guests today are Jeremy Vickers, Associate Vice President for External Affairs, and Krista Brinser, Director of Community Relations. External Affairs offers a variety of programs and outreach efforts that we will discuss ahead of here on the program. Jeremy and Krista, it's great to have you on here. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks, Derek. Krista, great to have you on uh, here, too, in your new role. Great to be here as well. Well, I want to ask you about that role in a minute. But first, let's, let's zoom out and talk about external affairs broadly. I just gave a very broad overview of what you do. How, how would you describe that, Jeremy? Oh, that's great. And I think you did a great job, and, and it's really great being back. Uh, I think it was about three years ago. It's we good to have a, you back on, yes. Yeah, we had kind of an introductory conversation as this office was coming together. Uh, we are the connection point uh, between Baylor and Waco. And while that can mean many things— we look at it as a facilitator, uh, as a resource navigator, for lack of a better term. And so whether it be how does Baylor as a Christian research university engage with its local community, uh, whether it's classes, teaching, education, um, uh, donations, sponsorships, working with nonprofits, how do we pull the university out into the community? And then likewise, how do we draw Baylor uh, is campus into the Waco community more where, where the local folks feel like they can engage. And so we do that in five key areas, and we have specific goals under each one. The first is economic development. We see uh, a research university as an engine for change, for job creation, but also as a partner in business growth in our community. Uh, we do it in health and education, which are important, crucial uh, social issues that we want to be a major partner in. Cultural wealth and diversity is the fourth category. We care a lot about engaging deeply with our communities of color, honoring and celebrating the diversity in our broader community as well as on our campus. And then last, which Kristen knows a whole lot about, is the area of city growth. How do we engage the talent, the creative culture, the urban development in downtown districts? How do we play a major part in contributing to its growth uh, and being a major uh, involved party there? Well, that's great. A lot of uh, diverse areas that we'll talk about, really dive into those as the uh, as the show goes on. Uh, well, Waco does have a lot of growth. We see the cranes and the uh, lots being cleared and more businesses coming in. Chris, I'm curious, when you tell people what you do, maybe Jeremy, you as well, are there common questions that you receive? Are there things that when you tell people, you know, I'm in external affairs and I do this, that they automatically ask? I mean, absolutely. People get excited when we mention community relations. I'd say the most common question I receive from people, both within the city and within the university, is how do I get involved? Oftentimes, we have businesses looking to partner, and I know we'll talk about it later, but we have the Waco Perks program, which is a great entry point for them. We also have amazing talent on the Baylor side looking to plug into the community and support some of our local nonprofits. So the excitement's there. People are enthusiastic to engage, and there are so many different avenues that they can plug in, whether it's as a program partner or an event attendee or even beyond in terms of board and nonprofit service. 
There's a lot of great ways to get involved as we visit with Krista Brinzer and Jeremy Vickers. And, you know, Jeremy, when I was a Baylor student, I remember there were a lot of jokes about the Baylor bubble. And I feel like in a lot of ways that's uh, that's that bubble has burst in, in, in recent years and really even going back beyond recent years. Uh, there's been a lot of work gone into that. But it seems like this important relationship is at a really strong place. H- how would you describe that maybe for people who aren't a part of it? Oh, that's great. And it's a great question to ask because the reality is there has been a bubble. And the bubble is not an inherently bad thing, it's when it's exclusive that it's a problem. And so what we want to do is create a wonderful, positive, uh, inclusive campus culture, but also draw our students out into the community. And there are a number of ways that we've done that over the years. Uh, one of the most visible ways, I think, is is uh, the I-35 project. As it's uh, growing, we're raising the height. Well, you can visually see through the highway. And I know it sounds odd, but when you can feel like you see Waco every day, Waco becomes your city. The Pavilion Project to me is one of the most iconic examples of that in our current generation where uh, we chose as an institution to invest in partnership with the city and with others in the community to anchor yet another one of our amazing assets in the city, in downtown. And so campus is growing into downtown and we're essentially trying to rip apart this idea that we are fully separate. Uh, You can be separate, but we want to be in and around the community each and every day. Well, you are in and around the community each and every day. Where, where are some places? I know every week's different, but there's some places if we were to look at your schedule over a given week or a couple weeks that we might find you all and your uh, your teammates. Well, some of those are, I think, some of our favorite restaurants. Right, mm-hmm. uh, certain days of the week I can't I can't get to all of them, but uh, I would be at Guest Family Barbecue on a regular basis for lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, sure. maybe a little too often. Uh, and then I think from a, a, a coffee and meeting standpoint. I am notorious for showing up at Dichotomy, having a meeting, working for two more hours on my computer, and having another meeting there. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of like home. It's a, it's such a great place. It's uh, it's so open and friendly, and the food is great. What about you, Krista? Dichotomy is also a personal favorite. I do love Pinewood, pretty much any coffee shop in town. I make my way through a rotation throughout the week, so I pop up at different places, have meetings, do a little bit of work, and go from there. When you're having meetings, uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of different people. Are there some categories that these meetings roughly fall into? Absolutely. There are the general relationship building meetings where it might be a one-off with somebody within the community looking to engage with Baylor or a Baylor student, faculty, or staff member looking to plug into the city. There are the broader nonprofit meetings uh, that I consider more facilitated dialogues. You've got a working group or maybe you're just there to uh, explore a broader issue. Then there's the, the meetings that are transactional that plug people into programs like Waco Perks. You know, that's a great question, and and the reality is we have the honor of working with a lot of community leaders here in Waco. Uh, It's an important role that we get to steward, whether it be city council members or or our mayor, uh, the presidents of our chambers of commerce, business leaders, business owners, or other nonprofit executives. One of the uh, really fun things we get to do is be a part of their collective impact work on our community. As they're desiring to improve Waco, uh, we get to be at the seat, have a seat at that table. Uh, And so those meetings often will we'll balance between working through a really difficult need in their organization, uh, how we might support it, or our future hopes for the city and what we hope can, can happen and how Baylor can play a role in that. Krista, you just started uh, your role. We mentioned your title, Director of Community Relations. Uh, what, what all does that entail? I've had the honor and privilege to be a part of the external affairs team for slightly over three years now, but I'm so excited to go deeper as Director of Community Relations 
That work involves wearing many hats throughout the community. A lot of it is program stewardship and program building. Jeremy mentioned earlier on that I go deep in the area of city growth. Uh, So my work typically focuses on supporting small businesses, encouraging and developing a culture of shopping local and celebrating local stories. We do that one way through Made in Waco, which is an event series in partnership with Baylor alumni that highlights our local alumni and the work that they're doing here. I also now have the privilege to facilitate and steward and shepherd the Soligal Neighbor team. Uh, We've got several folks working in different areas of focus with Soligal Neighbor. Jeremy, I mentioned Krista's role. Who else is a part of your team? Yeah, that's great. Krista, of course, vacated a position, so we do currently have her role or a version of her role that's uh, that's being opened up and is uh, going to be filled shortly. That role will focus on both health and education, working deeply with organizations, people, and programs in our community looking to improve those uh, those families' lives who are most negatively impacted through poverty. Uh, in addition, we have a, an amazing teammate that we both love, uh, Cuevas Peacock, who runs our cultural wealth initiatives. Uh, and then we have a relatively new uh, team member, Kaylee Tarazas, who runs the Leadership Plenty Institute, which is a leadership development program that we now steward in partnership with the Waco Foundation. Well, let's talk about some of those uh, different parts of your office, resources, uh, initiatives that are an important part of, of what you do. Uh, first off, let's talk about Solid Gold Neighbor. H- how would you describe what that is? In a few words, I would describe it as intentional and purposeful. It was developed at a time where the university really took a step back, paused, and looked around Waco and looked at community needs, then turned inward, focusing on how we could leverage assets that are unique to Baylor. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more, Krista. Uh, So there's this theory in higher education world that, that actually translates a lot into city and urban planning, that organizations whose lives, whose existence typically stay in a city for a long time are considered anchor institutions. They're anchored there. They're not going anywhere. And often they're fairly large. You think of your school districts or hospitals. And universities are a key example of that. And so there's an anchor institution strategy here that Solid Gold Neighbor is a representation of. What it does is it says that we have a, an inherent responsibility, not only as a Christian institution, which is uh, ultimately the main driver for for us, but also as a major employer, as a major contributor to economic progress, to be involved in and uh, and be a part of the overall uh, positive change of our community. And so those five areas that we've highlighted, economic development, health, education, cultural wealth, and city growth are all informed by the goals of our city. So organizations that are data-driven, that have done studies, that continue to look for ways to improve, created goals. Prosper Waco is one of those. They're an amazing organization. The city of Waco, our chambers, uh, and many others set forth goals that uh, they wanted to see our city grow in. And through our research and, and partnership, we took those goals and translated them into areas in which Baylor could participate. Uh, and so that we can be a part of and contribute to the goals of the collective community. You know, as you work together with the community, a question that uh, just came into my mind that I've thought about sometimes is, you know, you have some some universities, say Oklahoma State, Stillwater. The university almost is the city there in a lot of ways. Or you have the University of Texas in Austin, a major part of Austin, but a huge metropolitan area. And it always seemed to me Baylor kind of blends the two. A little bit. What 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 does the size of Baylor and the size of Waco and the way both are growing? How does that shape the relationship we have? It's a really beautiful picture, and in some ways, we look at all of these as a uh, as a function of time. Right, we're in a certain window where both Baylor and Waco are an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. That's not always been the case for each of us. Right, we've mm-hmm. each had seasons of either stagnation or or limited growth, and so I think with a collective set of economic progress and overall success on 
on the city of Waco side with Magnolia, with the downtown development, and even I-35's significant expansion, which continues to provide a lot of traffic through our city, uh, we in Baylor have also experienced a lot of growth. I think we all know about our R1 success, our Give Light campaign success, our enrollment success, our graduate programs, all of these things. And so what we're able to do is manage distinct identities that are complementary, and I think that's extremely important. Uh, we will always have our own identity, but the city of Waco has said we want to be a part of Baylor's success, and they're finding unique ways to contribute as we are doing the same with them. Mentioned that city growth. I know that's your uh, your area, Krista. You know, I know people in Waco recognize that we're growing, but as you've talked to people or maybe looked at other communities, how how does Waco's growth compare to what's taking place maybe in other areas you've looked at? It's an exciting time to be in Waco, particularly focused on city growth. And I'd say that our rate of growth compared to those other cities is happening a little bit faster. Uh, you look at some of the major metropolitan areas and you think that surely that can't happen here, but it is. We have incredible talent coming to town and we have incredible talent that's growing, that's coming out of Baylor University. So it's an exciting time to be sort of on that forefront mm -hmm. of city growth, working to plug people in and encourage people to stay here and invest in Waco. Waco may be growing, but that doesn't mean there aren't still plenty of opportunities for everybody to get involved. There is a place for everybody here in Waco. This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Jeremy Vickers, Associate Vice President for External Affairs, and Krista Brinzer, Director of Community Relations in uh, Baylor's Office of External Affairs. And Jeremy, at the top of the show, you mentioned those areas that, uh, that, that are key to what you do, economic development, health, education, cultural wealth, city growth. You know, I'm, those terms in some way shape your work, but what are some examples? What are some meaningful ways that you all enjoy getting to practically uh, play that out? No, that's a great question. And, and because we aren't the organization in many cases that actually carries out the day-to-day, -day, right? There are nonprofits, businesses, civic and city organizations that do a lot of it. It can really vary. I'll give an example in, in economic development. Um, one of my passions is entrepreneurship and spent much of my career working with entrepreneurs. We were an early partner in the creation with the city, county, chambers, and, and other business leaders to create an organization called Startup Waco. That organization is now five years old, uh, has a, a, a spot in downtown Waco, and provides resources, training, um, physical facilities, et cetera, to uh, up-and-coming entrepreneurs. So not only are we a founding partner of that, we're also a day-to-day -day supporter. We partner through our Baylor Entrepreneurship Program and its Community Entrepreneurship Initiative, as well as we now have a recent partnership with the uh, Athletics Department to support uh, name, image, and likeness deals for student-athletes, but also provide them entrepreneurship education along the way. Would you have ever imagined getting involved in that kind of uh, era? Of course, we couldn't have even hardly have imagined NIL even a couple years ago when you and Absolutely I were not. talking on the program no, last time. not on the radar at all. Yeah. <laughs> Visiting with Jeremy Vickers and uh, Krista Brinser. And uh, let's keep going down the list of some things in your office. Uh, talent opportunities in the community. How, how would you define those first? Broad. Again, I said there is a place for everybody here in Waco. What comes to mind in particular is an initiative that we uh, in our Office of External Affairs have collaborated across the community with called Match Waco. Match Waco is a group of folks who recognize that we needed more diversity in boards in town and that we have talent across not just Baylor, but the entire community that might not know how to get there. So uh, Baylor serves in that area. One is a, a key partner on that team 
team, but we also facilitate those opportunities for other people within the Baylor community and outside the Baylor community. We just wrapped our spring cohort. We're doing some ad hoc placements right now, and Baylor folks and community folks alike can look forward to a fall cohort coming soon. Great. That's a great perspective, Krista. And uh, as we look at what I call a micro level, we're putting a lot of effort into connecting and, and equipping and building uh, leaders in our community. On a macro level, we still have some room to grow. Uh, Baylor is a talent engine. We graduate more than 3,000 students each and every year. Um, but one of the areas that we've not been able to, to grasp and we're building out some new initiatives in, in this coming year is how do we retain those students? Uh, on average, we retain maybe 5%, uh, maybe a good year, 7 to 8% of our, of our graduates in this market. Uh, and so what we want to do is find strategic ways to line up uh, good paying jobs, uh, lifestyle, uh, quality of life things that uh, that these students will will want to stay here in Waco uh, instead of going to the natural larger metropolitan areas across the state or across the country, uh, as we have seen over the years. And as our student body is comprised of nearly 50 percent students from out of state, it's a really unique way for us to engage students here locally to stay and experience Waco, a city perhaps they uh, didn't have on their radar when they came. Definitely feels like that number's grown since I was a recent graduate, but still more work that you can do to, to keep more of them here. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, we'll kind of go over the different spots on the map here in your, your office here, uh, other opportunities for engagement. What, what is the Leadership Plenty Institute? Leadership Plenty Institute is uh, about a 12-year-old uh, program uh, that runs in a cohort uh, in the fall and spring. Uh, historically, it was run by and is still currently funded by the Waco Foundation, a wonderful partner of ours, where facilitators train 30 to 40 uh, up-and-coming leaders on leadership fundamentals. So this is very much about practical tools, equipping, learning, educating, and networking future leaders in our community. And if you look across the city today, the leaders of our community, a good two-thirds or more are alumni of this important program. And so just this year, uh, as we mentioned earlier, our teammate Kaylee, uh, we contracted with the uh, uh, Waco Foundation to take over this program. In fact, we just uh, closed the round last week, and we do a training of 20 new facilitators this wow. week. It's a busy week. Uh, and in just about a month, or I think it's October the 4th, they'll start their cohort uh, of about 40 to 45 uh, new leadership uh, uh program partners. That's exciting. What about, uh, there's some arts and culture uh, areas as well, whether you talk about uh, Dia de Muertos, Waco Cultural Arts Festival. Can you take us inside some of those efforts to build a, the, uh, the creative side of Waco? Absolutely. Fall is such a wonderful time in Waco. There is always something to do on the weekends. So I just encourage people to keep an eye out. Uh, first of all, Hispanic Heritage Month is just about to kick off. Uh, following that, within that, Dia de los Muertos, there's a huge festival and activation, including a parade through downtown Waco. It is can't miss. And of course, Waco Cultural Arts Fest, one of my personal favorites, just expresses and allows artists and the citizens of Waco to come together and just enjoy some of the best Waco has to offer. And I would be remiss if I did not add uh, the Waco Arts Center, which has a new facility. It's almost one year old. Uh, I'm the chair of the board this year, so this is a selfish plug. Uh, Fair enough. And uh, we have a current exhibit that opened just last week, uh, Jack Bauer's Perspectivism. It's a wonderful and exciting uh, exhibit that I hope our listeners will enjoy. And then look out in, I think, November for a really unique special launch of the Cameron Family Collection, a peek into uh, a beautiful historical um, uh, collection from uh, the founders of our community. 
That's great. Yeah, that's a great facility, too. My wife and I enjoyed the Kermit Oliver exhibit a few months ago. It was wonderful. Very nice. So, you know, speaking of Baylor, uh, like we have been at times here, I want to ask you, so I'm a Baylor employee, and one area that I've uh, been able to uh, take a, to enjoy, take part in is, is Waco Perks. Uh, what does it, tell us what that is, Kristen. What does it mean to put something together like that that benefits really both your, your Baylor colleagues and the community? Derek, I'm glad you asked. Uh, We've mentioned it several times throughout this, but Waco Perks is a personal favorite of mine when it comes to programs I've been able to facilitate and put together through that city growth lens. At its core, it's a discount program. I like to call it a love local program, a buy local program. It leverages the collective buying power of faculty, staff, and students alike, anybody with that Baylor ID, incentivizing them to shop local. So, program partners across the community, anybody who owns a business uh, that's operating within the Waco area is eligible to enroll. There is no minimum discount required. Our goal is that this program be helpful to our business partners and uh, provide something for our Baylor family as well. So it's really been special to see that program come to life and to see the excitement from new students, from faculty and staff alike. It's been incredible. Yeah, there's definitely been times that I've looked at that list and thought, oh, I haven't been there. I'll go, I'll go give that a try because we've got that. That's great. Another uh, aspect of that community and, uh, and university tie-in uh, comes during this time of year when we're talking football and sports. This show airs on a Friday, and uh, so that means I'm wearing uh, green and gold, as are, are you. So uh, almost some long, it's a, we've been doing this so long now, really, it's become a habit. I almost forget that there's a reason behind it. But uh, what is that reason? You know, we call it Spirit Fridays. Uh, the reality is uh, when you work at Baylor, every day is an opportunity to fling your green and gold. Uh, we don't have to do it quite so far when we're here in Waco, but we really do encourage the broader community uh, to involve themselves in this. And I think over the last four or five years, and Chris has led uh, this effort on our team, uh, we've seen a lot more community organizations embrace this as well. So we'll see partners at chambers, businesses, nonprofits wearing their green and gold on Fridays. And you know, instead of embracing just a traditional business casual, what we're saying is make it a spirit Friday. Visiting with Jeremy Vickers and Krista Brinson as we're heading to the final couple of couple of minutes on the program. Really a final question uh, for you, uh, for each of you. And Krista, I'll start with you. What is it you enjoy most about uh, this role working in the community? And what are you looking forward to as you look at the months ahead? Oh, what I enjoy most about this role, Waco's really special to me. I think that it's a place that people can come together and build things that they never would have thought that they could do on their own. So to be able to do that in this role and with community partners has been really special, especially since Waco meant so much to me going to undergrad here. And what am I looking forward to most coming ahead? I'd say it's some of those cultural events and opportunities this fall. Again, check out Waco Cultural Arts Fest. It'll be on my calendar, and I hope to see you there. What about you, Jeremy? That's a great question. I enjoy and appreciate the collaborative spirit. Uh, we have a group of individuals in our community, and it's not singular to a few leaders. It's it's very much a spirit within uh, most of the uh, people that we work with that desire to see Waco better, uh, not better because it wasn't great, right? Not better because it's broken, but better because they genuinely love their community. They want to be a part of its of its progress. And of course, that starts at the top, but we see it across so many individuals. And I think even the Leadership Planning Institute is a good example of folks who embrace that idea so much, they're willing to commit a fair amount of time uh, to, to find creative ways to grow as leaders. In terms of things I'm looking forward to, I think Krista hit it well. The fall is such a great season um, between football, basketball, uh, and just campus coming back to life a couple of weeks ago. It really is wonderful. But in, 
I'm going to take a different approach, and I'm going to say that I'm excited about the economic opportunities of our community. There is something special happening here, and it's it's incremental. It's snowballing. Uh, it's really unique to see, and the pace at which our overall growth is uh, is happening doesn't appear to be too stagnated, frankly, by maybe this current season, um, economically speaking. And so I'm excited and encouraged about new businesses, new talent, uh, new partnerships and opportunities to see Waco and Baylor continue to grow. That's great. And if people would like to learn more, baylor.edu slash Waco. That's right. Baylor.edu slash Waco. You can check it out. Well, Kristen, Jeremy, appreciate the work you're doing and appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to share it with us today. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you. Thanks. Jeremy Vickers and Krista Brinser from Baylor's Office of External Affairs, our guests today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online, baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.